Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff around gaming, and that starts with God of War, Xbox One Game Pass, Xbox One X India launch, Age of Empires Definitive Edition, Monster Hunter World, and Dragon Ball Fighters. Apart from the games we've been playing this week. And to do that, we have our games editor. That's Rishi Alwani. There is no spoon or Xbox Elite controllers. Yeah, but there is Mike, who's our other guest. Yeah, but Mikhail there is no Badnani. sleep. <laughs> there is no sleep. <laughs> yeah, cool. So uh, I'm your host Pranay Parab. So let's start with God of War. I think we have a release date, editions, and we know a bunch of stuff now that it's been officially confirmed. Yeah so for those of you who have been well living under a rock or an Xbox one or uh, you know in the Gadget 360 office no got people in Gadget 360 office would probably know about God of War because I kind of talk about it I think so uh yeah God of War has a release date of uh, April 20 uh it was earlier rumored to be a March release uh simply because that was what was on the PlayStation store uh and on top of that uh past God of War games have come out in March Now uh God of uh, this time around God of War takes place in the in in a Norse mythology setting where there are vikings I mean at least allegedly there should be vikings but there's magic there's frost there's a huge number of monsters uh it's a change of pace from the past games which took place during the Greek uh, during Greek uh, took place in Greek mythology um uh, and uh it and on and this time around Kratos seems to be uh, seems to be more mature he isn't the you know genocidal spartan we once knew uh seems to have grown up quite a bit in that sense in terms of character development he has a son who's a, a called atreus who's along for the ride as well perhaps helps you in terms of gameplay has a bow can we and can i th- i'm not sure not so sure about this but i think also has some magic up his sleeve too uh it seems interesting uh it seems to be a different take on the franchise now historically god of war has done very well in india uh we've had to the point where uh the original god of war on ps2 was most probably the most successful game for sony in india and obviously god of war god of war 2 and god of war 3 did exceptionally well to boot and surprisingly uh india was one of the few countries that actually received god of war ascension well enough to sell out of its initial quantity without too much of a drama So and even in the case with uh, Ghost of Sparta and uh, the uh, and the other games on uh, and Chains of Olympus on PSP those did well too so it's it's always been a franchise that's been dependable for Sony and uh, you know before uncharted was a thing it used to be their number one seller so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one does uh, there are a lot of fans looking forward to this particularly after a fantastic E3 show uh, E3 showing two years in a row uh having said that and despite its popularity we're unsure about the availability of all the editions of the game mike take it away so uh sony first party games follow usually follow a particular pattern at least the big ones where you have a standard edition you have a digital edition you have a digital deluxe edition you have a mid tier special edition and you have an actual like super expensive collector's edition uh usually a safe bet to assume for india is you get the standard edition or if there's a pre-order or first print edition at usually the same price that shows up here in the case of the last guardian we ended up getting the steelbook edition which was a surprise considering that was very rare abroad with other games it's usually just standard edition in fact with uncharted 4 which is like one of the biggest releases for the ps4 only the standard edition came here officially although some uh, third party sellers and other importers managed getting the collectors and the special edition for uh, 
God of War, at least for Europe and India, comes under Europe for PlayStation. Or uh, there's going to be a standard edition, obviously, which will like guarantee come here. In fact, it's up for pre-order as well for three triple nine. Or there's a collector's edition, which likely will not come here officially, which has a nine-inch statue uh, fr- from Gentle Giant who made some good stuff. It also has uh, some small figures. I don't know what they're called, carvings. It has a map. It has a nice box, and best of all, it has a steel book along with some digital content. Now, uh, there's also going to be a special edition or a limited edition which just has a steel book and art book and the game with digital content. Uh, the digital content usually uh, involves a theme which is either static or dynamic, and uh, you get an armor and shield set which is like pointless cosmetics. Like even in Horizon Zero Dawn, they just give you nonsense which you like stop using after the first few hours. Uh, the steel book in this case looks really good because they've gone with a minimal design, which look a minimal Norse design. Like as you may know, the new God of War has changed directions to how it was before, so they've gone with more Norse mythology and all. And like you should listen to Amon Amarth while playing the game and stuff like that. But uh, the limited edition has a chance to show up here through third-party sellers. Again, Sony's avoided getting special editions and collector's editions this whole gen, I'd say. So safe bet to assume you you want to import if this edition is there we also know that god of war is not going to have a season pass so this is likely going to be the only dlc or they may do what horizon zero dawn did where or they do a standalone or they do an expansion later on which is announced later uh what's also important to note is that with horizon zero dawn uh at least the way sony's been portraying it is that there was no uh, expansion or planned until uh, uh until they saw how well it was received so oh, even though Sony is not having a season pass for God of War, we may see an expansion to it provided on how it's received and whether how, if Sony want to continue, you know, bringing more content to the game or not. But uh, at the same time, uh, I mean, yeah, it's nice to see that you have a developer saying straight up that, yes, there is no season pass. Because let's be honest, we've reached a point where a lot of AAA games that come out seem incomplete, seem unfinished, unless you end up buying the additional content that comes with it. What this means is a game that's usually three and a half thousand or four thousand rupees ends up costing close to six or seven thousand rupees because you're not getting all the content with it. You're essentially buying a shell of a game and uh, not the complete game, in some manner of speaking. Yeah. So, um, like beyond this, is there anything else you want to talk about? In uh, God of War? Just like it's releasing on April twentieth, which is like usually God of War games release in March. In fact, yep. the leak date on PSN was March twenty second. Yep. And we all assumed that would be correct based on tradition, but uh, it looks like while uh, letting go of previous habits with gameplay and with like structure and story and themes and all, they're doing that for the release month as well. And yeah. it's going to be now April twentieth. Hopefully, there's no delay on it. So far, some releases get delayed, some don't. But I think God of War is too big to be delayed. But we thought the same thing about FIFA and we see what happens every year with that. So Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, and one last thing for the old timers listening in, if you're still around. Uh, don't expect God of War boxers to come with your copy of the game. That was a one-time thing that happened with Ascension. Simply because at that time, the distributor and retailer was the same guy and took some liberties. This time around, Sony's been a lot more careful with its IP, which is why you haven't seen any t-shirts or or you know special themed stuff from retailers because sony's taking back some control and i think it's good because it weeds out counterfeit product in a way so just thought that's something people should know about all right then so next thing on our agenda is xbox one game pass and i think we should also talk about the xbox one x india launch while we are at it yeah so let's let's look at the uh xbox game pass first uh Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's uh, attempt at being Netflix for gaming. 
Now, how, I'm not saying you're able to stream your games. I'm talking about the business model here, where you pay a fixed amount of money each month. I think it's six ninety nine. Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, what what you do is you have access to a, a smorgasbord of games, a buffet, if you will. And these includes the likes of uh, past Halo entries. This includes games like Mirror's Edge. Uh, it includes a lot of titles in that list, and it keeps revolving and changing depending on uh, how long the pub, uh, other publishers give Microsoft access to the catalog. Now, what's happened is Microsoft has essentially said that if you have Xbox Game Pass, every first-party game that comes out from Sea of Thieves onwards, including new entries in Gears of War, new entries in Halo, will essentially uh, come to Game Pass day one. Now, what this basically means is if you're the sort who doesn't want to spend $60 on a game or 400 or 4,000 rupees or whatever it is it costs in your region, you're essentially, and if you have Game Pass, you send, you certainly have access to a lot more game, a lot more games to play and a lot big, a lot more bigger titles to play. Uh, it's an interesting move on Microsoft's part because uh, it, it, it evidently means, at least the indicator I'm getting from this, that it's easier to have someone on a subscription of $10 or, or, or $15 a month and uh, have them paying month on month instead of them paying $60 for a game. And, at the, and this ties in very well with their agenda because if you notice, they don't talk sales figures on Xbox unless, well, it suits them and they're doing really well. They always talk engagement numbers, how long people spend on the platform. And this is one way to ensure people keep coming back. It's just another hook to ensure retention, ensure people coming back. Is it something that could work in the long term? I don't know, because at the end of the day, the only reason someone would bother with Game Pass is because of, yeah, the library of games available. But do we see, uh, do I see third-party publishers coming on board with this? I don't think so, not just yet. Because uh, it then boils down to how much royalty Microsoft's willing to pay them. It then boils down how much they can make from uh, on the subscription. And there are a bunch of other factors, which is why, yeah, it makes sense for them to limit it to first party for now, simply because the commercials may not add up for everyone else. I think it's a, an interesting uh, way to see how Microsoft is looking at the future for their platform. Like they are going fully into the assumption that everyone wants everything digitally. And uh, this G Xbox Game Pass is basically Netflix because some games also leave the service. So everything you have on Netflix isn't like a guarantee that it's going to stay. Stuff gets pulled, stuff changes and all that. You essentially just have access to it while you're a member and while it's still available in the program. Uh, so now people, like if you buy an Xbox One or an Xbox One X, you have uh, the option to get EA access, you have the option to get Game Pass and like in most cases you'd need Xbox Live Gold. So uh, I think a lot of people, like they already bundle, I think with some consoles, three months of this, three months of that and all. Like at some point, uh, people in India at least to like, you know, buy consoles for like Call of Duty and FIFA, like the people who do that, they can just pick up, like, they get three-month trial, they'll end up playing more games, or they might end up subscribing to that. Like, for them, it would be like when you buy a set-top box, like an Apple TV or a Roku or, like, Chromecast or whatever, and you have a Netflix subscription. Maybe they want gaming to go into that direction because, uh, like, while I'm a fan of offering trials like EA Access, EA Access is insane value on uh, Xbox, and you even get discounts if you want to pick up the game, but uh, I don't know. This essentially devalues their first-party lineup to me quite a bit. Yeah, so I, mean, I uh, one more thing which I foresee happening is uh, f like Pranay and I despise Forza 7. Like, in fact, every time I go back to it to see if it's improved, it just annoys me more and I end up playing Horizon 3 or Horizon 2 or even Horizon 1 at this stage because uh, even f in fact, Forza 6 also, as much as I like joke about it and all, it's a much better game than Forza 7. So yeah, like I actually said that. So I like, I'm just afraid of what's going to happen to their first party lineup. Like I... We're going to obviously see less single-player stuff if this is a thing because 
uh, what value are you going to get? You have a game pass, you play your game. If you remove game pass, you've lost access to it and you don't need to go back to the game because if it's a story driven game, like kind of what Sony does, you just rent it and you're done with it, right? Isn't that what's happening? And uh, you rent it and it's done and that's it. They don't earn anything else from it. So I feel like there's going to be a more service-based focus than ever before going forward because now they need people's engagement to continue and they need you to subscribe to game pass uh that's one way of looking at it uh but the other way of looking at it is the fact that sales figures for for uh single player games have been strong so i think there's a there's enough of a marketplace for both it's just a question of what microsoft brings to the table because uh, at the same time i mean considering we've heard reports that uh a new fable game is in the works from playground the guys who made the exceptionally awesome forza horizon 3 and forza horizon 2 uh, that yeah, that we're probably going to see a fable from them now. That that this is a point of interest simply because uh, Forza Horizon Three doesn't exactly have as many microtransaction loot box baity hooks as we've seen like Forza Seven, and it, the and the market has rewarded it as such because it's essentially Microsoft's best-selling racing game this year. I mean, twenty in twenty seventeen. All right, despite Forza Seven coming out. So what is what does this tell you? This tells you that at the end of the day. Uh, while Microsoft might think what it wants on where the business is going, it's essentially the bottom line that comes in a picture. And considering that Playground is also working on Fable, which is known to be a story-heavy, systems-driven series, uh, I don't. I think it's a. To me, it seems more like a situation of hedging their bets, ensuring that there's somewhere for people to experience, and hopefully convert them to buying the full game, or hopefully converting them to a, to a year-long or, or you know a couple of year-long subscriptions to the Game Pass. So to me, that just seems to be a place where, you know, throwing, it's essentially to me, it seems like throwing everything at a wall and seeing what sticks. Hmm. Okay. So the One X um, India price is 44,990. As leaked or as posted by mistake early on the Xbox India uh, official website. Yes. So that actually was announced uh, at the, so this was, that was yesterday at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, Microsoft had a big event in Delhi. Well, January 23rd. Yes, was. January 23rd. And uh, which is really amusing because everything was under embargo and you weren't able to talk about the event. Uh, but long story short, yes, the Xbox One X is available in India for pre for, uh, for, for purchase right now. Uh, it's on Flipkart. It's on Amazon. Though Amazon, even though Microsoft is saying it on Amazon, at the time of this recording, it's not live on Amazon just yet. My suspicion is that Amazon's waiting till the end of its great Indian sale before listing it. Uh, and then Microsoft also said, which actually piqued my interest, that it's going to be available at 100 plus gaming stores, as well as Chroma uh, and Landmark. Now, this is interesting because, uh, as we all know, the Xbox One was pitched as a console for those who, are, who live their lives online, the digital natives, the young professionals, people who stream, people who who download who do, who don't buy uh, who who stream their music who stream Netflix it was meant for that audience uh the fact that uh, microsoft is willing to put 100 plus game stores on a presentation slide is a tacit uh, uh understanding that they've kind of got it wrong and that's something they even said that's something they said to me on, in an, in an interview with mm. the head of consumer products yeah, they really should not have had the xbox one as an online exclusive because you saw what happened right last time they had a launch price i forgot what it was uh, around 40 close 40, to 40000 right almost yeah. and then uh, within maybe 2 months it was less, going for like less yeah. in 2 weeks yeah it so, was discounted at like some 20 25% already yeah, so right so what happened was uh, we saw the xbox one launch in uh, i think september of of 2014 
and uh, two weeks into its release uh, there were there were deep discounts across the board and at the end of the day it was an interesting situation because because the xbox one was exclusive to digital uh, uh, to amazon only a lot of retailers uh, lost out so i i remember one retailer f- telling me that uh, you know we're probably going to w- w- we placed our assumptions and forecasts on the basis of xbox one coming at physical retail but because that doesn't happen we'll, we'll probably have to double down on ps4 and the end result is we have a market where uh, 70% of retailer income comes from sony now so it's a it so they've understood they've made that mistake they're trying to fix things and at least this time around they're a little more pro- pragmatic about it they realize that they have a hardcore fan base of people who care that they claim en- engagement metrics are through the roof and uh according to them the reason why they pushed the launch up was uh, simply because that's the feedback they got from everyone in the supply chain everyone at re- every and and their fans which is at least good to know that they're listening uh in addition to that they are looking at options such as trading in so if you have an Xbox one or one s you could trade to pick up a one x nothing set in stone but that's something that's being heavily considered uh at the same time they're looking at bringing at possibly bringing uh, Xbox design labs to india though i don't know how that would work at any scale what for those of you who don't know Xbox Design Labs essentially it lets you customize your controller put your gamer tag on it make it look really cool or really you know obscene in neon pink and hot green if you're like mike so yeah there uh, that's something that's available in the US and they might bring that across here you want to file a defamation case against him mike no like i already played forza 7 there's enough damage being done to everyone in this world <laughs> because of that game <laughs> yeah Ooh. and uh, so so they might be bringing that they're looking at a situation where they're actually willing to even talk about third party in fact for them right now their most popular games are third party uh they said for india the three most popular games right now are uh, forza horizon 7 assassin's creed origins forza horizon 7 what sorry, year is it sorry 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 yeah. yeah kind of like 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 i think a neuron or two must have like evaporated in my head but no i meant uh, after attending the microsoft event no just like life in general okay uh forza horizon 3 <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins and Shadow of War are the three most popular games on Xbox and uh for them uh, they they realize the value of third party uh, third party support so and uh, so much so that they actually plan to do a lot more going forward so who knows this could actually be them turning it around uh because uh, the Xbox one in India for the for as as a fan to me the Xbox one in India has been a bit of a disaster so who knows maybe they're actually going to turn it around this time fingers crossed I think uh, like the Xbox One in India was like a double whammy because one it had all the uh, the Xbox discussion online being oh it's not a gaming system it's more for media consumption TV it had the Kinect nonsense going against it as well yeah and in India you had the the like they completely missed out on retail and they botched up the whole launch completely so now it's like literally the opposite it's like they've taken a 180 they're saying yes we want to get into retail. they also commented on doing demo units having demo units for the Xbox 1X and stuff like that and uh, unfortunately we don't know if PUBG is going to be bundled in India at least for now they just wanted to bring the console in so yeah things are looking good like if uh, if the accessories start coming in properly like steady supply like the elite controllers already up as of yesterday uh, it was something which was very hard to get after the original quote unquote exclusive launch on Flipkart Yeah and uh, at least from the numbers I've I've heard uh, the initial elite controller quantity was around 200 units 200 units of a controller at 10000 rupees selling out is uh, surprisingly commendable and selling out really quickly I think we both of us got some of the last few units yeah. there was a thing yeah. so 
So, uh, I mean, who knows? They could be turning the curve here. But again, with most things Microsoft, it's always wait and see. Simply because, uh, also keep in mind that they have a big game coming out called Sea of Thieves, which is an open world uh, pirate co-op adventure where you can run it at 15 FPS if you like potato level gameplay. I'm so proud that's a feature. I'm so happy that's a feature. I'm like actually kicked to play at 15 FPS. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- that's coming out. But yeah, who knows? Uh, could this be a turn? Could this be them turning it around? Uh, I don't know. But what is interesting, and this leads back to Game Pass, is that uh, they have seen crazy good adoption on digital. So how they decide to manage their scene here would be a point of interest in the weeks to come. Right then, so Age of Empires Definitive Edition, the remastered version of Age of Empires 1, which was delayed earlier, was due to release in October Mm. in 2017, and now has a release date, and it is February 20. Is there anything more we have to say about this? Yes, the price. Yeah, so the India price is the same as it was listed earlier on the Microsoft Store. Yeah, that is another problem. This is an, a Windows Store exclusive, right? Yeah, you can't buy this game off Steam or any other I'm platform. Devil's Advocate, I'm perfectly fine with it because achievements. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a That's problem. That's satisfying. But pop. Uh, hopefully they will have a physical release at the moment there is... They, they uh, likely... There's greater chance of Mario coming to the Xbox One than us getting a physical release of Age of Empires in India. Yeah, yeah in India, there's likely... They might team up with THQ Nordic who uh, did retail releases for Halo Wars 2 on the Windows Store and they also helped distribute Quantum Break when it had a Steam release. So, yeah, if that happens, then we'll definitely import because, yeah, Age of Empires, whatever, I think they'll do a good edition for Europe at least. Yeah, It's unlikely any of this is coming to India because, like, yeah. I mean, officially, yeah, there's a little, ch- little, little chance. But then again, do keep in mind that uh, the Quantum Break physical uh, PC edition, which THQ Nordic did, did find its way into India at a somewhat reasonable price. It's quite cheap on Amazon India right now as well, because obviously the initial amount didn't sell. Exactly. And it's, it, it's a really good edition as well for the price. So Anyway, yeah. so yeah, the price yeah. is uh, 574 rupees for Age of Empires Definitive Edition on the Windows Store. Yeah. It's quite reasonable considering that the price is $20 in the US and $20 works out to be roughly what 2400 yeah yeah so there's no no 1200 yeah sorry, sorry. Yeah. i was so, quoting the 40 dollar uh, price they're actually sticking with steam's old conversion as a reference for india because uh even this game called astroneer which is an xbox it's a play anywhere early access title or game preview title i picked it up on xbox for around 570 or 560 something because it had indian pricing on windows store that carries over to xbox because it's play anywhere now so yeah hmm, okay then so uh moving on to the next topic on the list which is monster hunter world and finally dragon ball fighters two games that mikhail is really passionate about well, one of them really, Monster Hunter World. Dragon Ball was always like going to be good and all that. Monster Hunter, uh, while we played multiple betas, I think I played two of them. And uh, we've finally been playing the retail game, the final game. And uh, this is with the online patch, which is still not available for the public. It's just for reviewers. Uh, surprisingly good, like enjoying a lot about it. A lot of the tech issues which I ran into in the beta have mostly been fixed. And I'm playing on the standard PS4 launch unit, not even the slim or the pro which Rishi has so uh it's really good in fact uh I the only problem I have really is like a minor concern it's more for people who want to play offline if your console is online and you boot into Monster Hunter World as of now like couldn't figure out a way to go offline without actually disconnecting your console from the internet now while that isn't really a problem because you just get into an online game like you just get put into a lobby you can do everything solo there will be other people you can ask them to help you or you can join them up and all in fact Given this is like reviewers only have access to this online patch right now uh, and online mode, 
uh i actually got quite a few games with other people which is surprising so some of them even in the us and didn't run into any lag online it was really good uh but uh yeah i want to see how this actually takes off in india because this is the first time that uh, the most popular platform in india will get monster hunter and like uh, it's multiple editions are releasing and stuff so yeah it's looking really good like need to play more for like the final review so yeah so i mean i pretty much echo mike sentiments it's pretty good uh, surprisingly solid and this comes from someone who hasn't played past games and yeah i do agree the important thing is it's available on on a platform that's super uh, popular in india because the last few monster hunter games that came here were on psp and uh, that was before uh, uh, capcom had a distributor issue uh, so yeah it's nice to see that uh, you know we're, we're getting it on a platform that people care about um I really like the fact that the gameplay is really polished. I really like the entire uh, the entire uh, gameplay loop of, you know, tracking monsters, hunting them down, uh uh getting really cool gear for uh, getting really cool items for it which I can then uh, carve into gear. And it's really cool because you essentially uh, the the way to progress in game in this game in a way is essentially uh by wearing the skin of your felled monster opponents. Don don don. I think that's really cool. So yeah. And uh, like, given uh, the Microsoft event which was in Delhi, like I actually ended up playing some of the old Monster Hunter games on the flight because like I really got into World and I was like I still need to play Monster Hunter and unfortunately Monster Hunter World is not on a portable, so I had to make do with the Japanese version of Monster Hunter Double Cross and uh, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, which is like a enhanced release of Monster Hunter Two for portables on PSP, which came to iPad. So it's been really interesting like going back and forth with the newest Monster Hunter game and some of the older popular games in the series. So yeah, very excited like for this to come out and for more people over here to play and like uh, one interesting thing about the Monster Hunter online experiences or uh, at least given past games and the betas the community is really helpful for newcomers and they will guide you. It's kind of like how Final Fantasy 14 was or is in some servers now like they are very helpful people who want to get more people into the experience because once you like once it clicks with you that's it it's going to be your game for the next year so so essentially yeah, and this is something i'll agree with the community seems to be the anti dark soul so it's never about hey get good we're more about helping you get good and i actually like that and i think uh, that's going to be fun to see how that evolves hmm and okay. i'm pretty sure a single monster has more lore than dark soul so yeah hmm. or cool. skyrim so yeah now dragon, dragon ball, ball fighters, fighters that's the other release happening on the same day uh if you want to buy it digitally in india you're probably out of luck unless you're on steam and in fact it might get delisted on steam going by what's happened in the past with dragon ball games uh you need to buy a physical copy which you need to look at retailers because uh, yeah there are things going on with dragon ball but uh, uh rishi and i have been playing it for review it's really really good uh, just like it's unbelievable how they've matched like i haven't watched a lot of the anime but like recent uh, dragon ball super and stuff which people have been linking me to i've been watching that the uh bandai namco has actually got arc system works as the developer and you probably remember me like talking about games which no one cares about in india like guilty gear xr revelator so those people like they took their skill from that for the online experience also the lobby system also and they've made like this is probably the best looking fighting game i'd say like it even goes past goes beyond injustice 2 which set the bar before that So I haven't played story mode though so I can't comment on that but the actual gameplay is like it's stunning 
and it's good for like people who don't play fighting games also because you can auto combo you can do whatever you want but there's like get a skill and it's like a 3v3 battle so like you can do multiple specials at the same time and i'm just shocked at it maintaining the frame rate with all the stuff going on at the same time it's just blowing me yeah, away yeah so. it's visually dense right it definitely is and it's like uh, i've even seen comparisons of how certain scenes play out in the anime and how they are over here and they've nailed the animation so yeah Yeah I kind of agree to me I uh, I mean I played a couple of matches last night and uh, to me it just seems like this is everything uh, Marvel versus Capcom in Fortnite should have been everything in terms of ease of access in terms of polish in terms of presentation and yeah. in terms of large scale appeal like exactly. uh, this is the game which is going to put arc system works on the map because Dragon Ball is a huge IP and uh, Yeah this is like the first time it's getting a a game which appeals to almost everyone like Xenoverse and Xenoverse 2 were fun brawlers and all but they they kind of are nothing compared to this so like uh, if you have any interest in it uh, I'd say pick it up because like uh, it's really really good all right then so I think we can move to the games yeah. we've been playing this week I'll go first because I've been playing Yakuza 0 finally. finally yeah after like it made to I think the number 1 slot in our top 10 you games should, of you 2017 read, you should read Gadget's three sixties games of the year list more often. Yeah, listen to so, it. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, started it, finished chapter one, and uh, totally hooked to it. Only annoyance, as I mentioned in the previous time, is that you have to go to these random phone booths to save your game, and it automatically saves at the end of each chapter. I think, but no, it asks you if you want to save. Ha, exactly. Yeah, but so it's a uh, reminder. Yeah, you can click save, and then it's done. And anyway, every time you hit, go to that phone booth, hit the save button. It'll first say, the, "Do you want to overwrite save data?" Then you say yes. Then it'll say overwriting save data then it'll say saving and then it'll show you some six pop-ups before you finally are and in saving back system in data yeah it's really yeah th- th- they use ancient. the they use this old system sorry. yeah so apart from that the game is kick-ass really enjoying beating up these random bad guys in the game and uh like what i noticed was that you have different fighting styles so i've only unlocked two of them yet which is the fast one rush and the strong one which is a brawl style and i prefer the brawl style even though i've spoken to a colleague who's also just started playing it and he prefers the rush style of attacking but uh, what i noticed is that um, like in this game so many things are the over the top which is just so much fun like there was one guy called yoneda in the first chapter um he is a sidekick of that lieutenant of uh, one of the dojima family lieutenant kuze so yoneda like keeps following you throughout the level even though you bash him up and you completely leave him like fainted or something he will like randomly appear from a bathroom door with a knife and all that and at least six or seven times you have to beat him up before he's finally gone and all of those ending moves are just killer like you take a guy smash his head against the wash basin and then you know um, and also the urinal Yeah, and the urinal. Yeah, <laughs> who so can forget that? Basically, they borrowed from Splinter Cell Conviction, but okay. Yeah, so based on your location in in these areas where you're fighting, there there are different finishing moves, uh, and even after like you use a finishing move, it may not ensure that the enemy is gone for good. So yeah, boss characters particularly. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, more or less on the on the normal ca- on the normal enemies, it it more or less guarantees it unless they're like super beefed up. Yeah, so, and whoever did the subtitling in this game really has a proper sense of humor. because there are like crazy lines like i'm about this close to blowing a fuse i'm going to take out you punk ass trash and i can't even uh, like i can't even imagine what it must be in japanese the original dialogue but yeah uh, very well done overall uh, really enjoying it except for that annoying save system ah yeah so what have you guys been playing 
Well, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter World. Uh, well, our review should be up soon. Uh, check it out on catches360.com. It's 10 on 10, minus a few points. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, that aside, I've been uh, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, prepping myself for the Hidden Ones DLC that hits at the time of this recording. So looking forward to that. Uh, and yeah, the game just keeps looking good. So yeah. Uh, that aside, uh, I mean, essentially, yeah, those two. So besides Monster Hunter World, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, been playing Darkest Dungeon not just on Switch because it released there recently, but uh, on Switch, iPad, PS4, Vita, and Steam. Yeah, trying out every version, seeing which one has what strengths and stuff like that. Uh, Switch version's been really good. In fact, I think the Switch, Vita, and iPad versions are my favorite. Uh, I like playing roguelike games on portables, but... Uh, Unlike the other games like Spelunky, Risk of Rain and all, which are relatively easy to get into, I feel like this has quite a learning curve initially. And uh, if you do put in the effort of learning the systems and there are tons at play at the same time, it'll be super worth it. And uh, yeah, play on the easy radiant difficulty first. Otherwise, you're going to have a really, really bad time. So that's been a lot of fun. Also been playing this uh, game called Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory, which is a really long name. It's a it's a sequel slash parallel game of parallel release of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which was Persona basically in Digimon form. It's like a JRPG story based and all that. Really nice music from the guy who does the music for Danganronpa. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, not available on PSN India and it is uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita only. So again, watch some videos online. If you do like JRPGs, import it. So it's really good. Yeah. Do you have a Digimon telling you to go to sleep every 20 minutes? You can make one. Okay, then. Digital evolution. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Cool. All right, then. That's all we have for this episode of Transition. And we will see you with another episode next week. As always, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Gadgets360. And if you like this show, do subscribe to us on iTunes and do rate us there. Finally, if you have any questions, comments, and feedback, you can send them to us at podcast at gadgets360.com. And the music for this episode comes via Magnus Solai Paulson, whose album PPP PPP is where the tracks are from. Thank you so much for listening.